Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the third part of the um, the, the Noel Edmonds. I forgot what the title of it is. Christmas Day with Noel. The Noel, Noel Christmas 1988 Odyssey. Something like that we're calling it. It's a look at uh, Christmas morning with Noel. 1988 BBC One. It'll have been on about 11am. A, a, a traditional part of the Christmas TV schedule. Um, there was probably a cartoon or something after this and then it'll have been Top of the Pops. And the Queen, then a film, um, but Noel had established himself in a similar way to when Breakfast TV came along in the mid nineteen eighties mm. and planted its flag in the schedules. Noel has identified that eleven a.m., eleven thirty a.m. Christmas morning kind of uh, period where nothing much is going on on the telly, and he's planted his flag in it. Yeah, that's with- Noel time. Future yeah. generations will know this as Noly time. And even when and I'm Noli dead time. and buried, which may be never, because I'm looking in some very interesting cryogenic technology Options. at the moment. Uh, but if I do perish, <coughs> then it will still continue to be known as the Noly slot. I'm looking at some very interesting, what I'm calling solutions <laughs> regarding... Uh, mortality. Mortality and or immortality. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're on part three. Noel is, uh, he's just gone to a clip of uh, Warren Barton, tiny Warren Barton, ringing into Swap Shop many years ago and trying to uh, procure two women in a BMW. Uh, and then we see a tiny kid called Gavin, who is wandering around the studio causing chaos, which, of course, Noel absolutely fucking loves. Okay, have you seen this? This is, this is Gavin here. Now, as I said on a previous episode, again, I think Gavin's a plant. Yeah. Do you think I Gavin's been hepped up on sugared goods? They'd have given him loads of... Give that fucking kid as many sweets as you can. And then when I give you the signal, release him. <laughs> give him a lot of cola bottles. Release, Fill him up. Then you shall release him at the allotted time. And when <laughs> and then when he needs controlling, you will shoot him with this tranquilizer dart out of my harpoon <laughs> yeah. gun. And he will disappear from the screen. I use this studio. harpoon gun for hunting squid on my summer holidays in Sicily. <laughs> it could just as easily be used on a child. I've had it checked. So that's Gavin. And Noel. I think Noel enjoys it, but he also seems to be slightly irritated by him as well. Because Noel can't control him completely. And if there's one thing Noel likes, it's power and control. Do you know what it reminds me of? Is, um, I mean, Dick and Dom, which we've talked about a lot because we're big mm. fans uh, like that in many ways I'm sure they'd admit this if you ask them it sort of like it was in the uh, what would you call it it was in the same sort of line the lineage of Noel the yeah. Dick and Dom in the bungalow it was it, would, it yeah. wouldn't have 
it wouldn't have existed if it hadn't been for Noel doing all the things that he did because that live, slightly chaotic studio format, obviously mm. they took it to the next level and were much, much funnier than Noel. But it was the same sort of vibes. And what they had was a dog that just ran loose in the studio, through in the bungalow, throughout the show. <clears throat> and mm. I always got the impression that really was genuinely just wild. And occasionally it would run Strip. into shot and they'd just stop and shout, Dog! And they'd all point it and shout, Dog! <laughs> And that's what Gavin reminds me of in this episode. It's the first thing that came to my mind. I thought, oh, it's like the dog in the bungalow. Yeah. Gavin's a human dog. Yeah. So we see Gavin briefly, and then Noel announces a global game that they're going to play. And there's thousands of pounds worth of airline tickets up for grabs. Uh, there are four families in the studio, and uh, they're all deserving cases. I think is the phrase that he uses. Deserving cases. I've checked them out. They're deserving cases. Yeah, Who decides whether out. they de- what they deserve and whether they deserve yeah. anything? Well, me. <clears throat> he says they've lost touch with their relatives for genuine reasons. This is part of <laughs> genuine part of reasons. Checking out that he's done. <laughs> what does that they, mean? Pre- I've checked them out. Are they pretending to have lost touch with relatives? No, they, none of them are. Is it a dispute <clears throat> over money? Because if yeah. it is. I don't want to get involved in that. <laughs> yeah, was sex involved? No, in none of the cases, no. They're all genuine reasons. Genuine. Good, good. Well, I'm going to do a full background check on all of them. Make sure none of them are uh, politically active on the hard left. And uh, Yeah. Hard right, not so fast. Not so fast. Um, and a couple of other bits and bobs. Obviously, we have to make sure that none of them are uh, have strange sexual appetites. And then we can just fire away with it. <laughs> We've, uh, they're all married. We've uh, looked at their marriages and they're all rock solid. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Couple of the men have had fleeting uh, office affairs. Very silly stuff. But, trivial. You know, not the sort of stuff. Not, not the sort of stuff that uh, a marriage needs to break down over. A <laughs> yeah. little bit of a uh, slap and tickle in the office once in a while. We, uh, a conversation has had. Uh, a couple of promises are made everyone moves on <laughs> lessons learned we've all been there so actually in many cases it strengthens the marriage I'd advise it <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't kill you anyway makes you stronger I think that's true <laughs> uh, so we first of all we've got Diane who hasn't seen her mum who's in Western Australia she hasn't seen her for 17 years uh, uh, then we, there's a bit of globe play, except the globe's been flattened out. There's a massive wall with a map of the world on it and all of the destinations that these people are trying to get to to be reunited with their family yeah. uh, are all there. And there's like a string of dotted lights between each of the locations yeah, of interest. Yeah, it's quite high tech, excellent. isn't it? It's excellent tech, mm. yeah. Uh, at this point, Gavin appears again and he seems to meow like a cat, mm-hmm. which is odd. But then uh, Noel just... Look, this is where Noel seems mostly slightly irritated by Gavin. Fuck's sake. And he says, yes, Gavin. The, the joke's over now, Gavin. <laughs> you've done your bit. You've had a bit of run around in the studio. Now <laughs> sit down. Where's that tranquilizer for Gavin? <laughs> Shoot him in the arse. Any, th- any fleshy part of the body. The arse, maybe the thigh. <laughs> I don't believe Not there's the an face. artery. There's no artery in the in the thigh. Anywhere but the face. Um, 
yeah, Gavin's there, and um, I think Gavin is possibly Diane's son. I'm not sure. Do you know that Gavin is the forerunner to Blobby? It was at this moment where yeah. Noel thought, I like the idea of someone or something running in to my shot or running around the studio when I'm trying to actually yeah. do a thing because that brings the, the the chaos and it makes me look like I'm slightly losing control but still just about ringmastering. <laughs> but this child, I don't know. I don't like him. He's not him. big enough. I don't like him. And also, I can't, I can't really be seen to punish him or lose my yeah. temper if he gets out of hand. But if I could make something that was like a child, but more, let's say, malleable. <laughs> the whole point of having the child is that I can then deploy the tranquilizer as and when I decide. That's not going to work long term. It's not going to work. People, are gonna, The optics aren't going to be great. It's bad, People are going to tire of seeing it. To tranquilise a child repeatedly is bad optics as far vis-a-vis the Noel brand, especially at Christmas time. They're going to watch it, they're going to enjoy the fun and the chaos, but they're going to know the tranquilizer's coming at any moment, and that's not good telly. I've briefed my producer to come up with some concept art for a pretend child (laughs) that's bigger, (laughs) perhaps spongier, and even more anarchic than young Gavin here but crucially does not need to be tranquilised because we have complete control over its brain. (laughs) Um, So what is it? Yeah, Diane's recently traced her mother to Australia after 17 years. They talk on the phone, um, says her husband, but every every time they talk, she's in tears. We just can't afford to make the trip. And then Noel says, look at the screen, Diane. And, of course, there it is. There's a link up to Australia, to Diane's mum, and uh, they can see her. I don't think Diane's mum can see Diane, but uh, Noel says, you can't talk at this stage. (laughs) It's like, there's your mum you've not seen for 17 years, but you can't talk to her. Not right now. Uh, Maybe later. No, he says, we'll do a link up whether or not you win the tickets. So not everyone's going to win the tickets to go and visit their family. Uh, but as a consolation prize, you'll get to do video link up after the show off screen. It's a big, um, it's a big gamble, isn't it? It's a big prize to win and a big prize to lose on national telly mm. on Christmas Day. Mm. I think it's um, it's tough. I didn't like the idea that he had all of these families who who he claimed were deserving, but mm. then he had to have an element of competition to it. Because well, yeah. some are turning up and he's dangling the the opportunity, the chance to make contact mm. with this relative on the other side of the world. But then he's going to take that chance away. It's like, oh, we've got di- them there. We've got them on link up. But yeah. You might not speak to them unless you win this fucking daft game that I've invented. Yeah, this is well, this is Noel. He loves the power. Yeah, he? And it's he very strange, I think. But if they don't win the tickets, they do get to do a link up with them. It'd give them 30 seconds, maybe. It depends on which satellite time mm. they've Oh, bought. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, they, they would at least get to talk to them. It was That's quite. The um, least get. He probably had to be talked out of, like, you know, like the cancer kid he puts <laughs> in a helicopter. He probably yeah. had to be talked out the idea of, and what I want is, I want three cancer kids. And what I'm going <laughs> to do is, I'm going to make them do a general knowledge quiz, plus. <laughs> Plus something more physical, uh, some kind yeah. of gentle assault course, something like that, Krypton Factor-style stuff. The winner gets on the helicopter. The other two have to go back to the hospital, empty-handed. <laughs> on the bus. 
We need jeopardy. Well, we need control. Well, when we get when we get to the cancer kid in the helicopter, he does. He winds him up a bit anyway, doesn't he? There's a bit of uh, null play. You call it that. <laughs> yeah, he does. The kid gets the helicopter. No, like, he used to run. He used to scribble that down in the running order, and everyone know it. Be yeah. Okay. Uh, from eighteen to twenty-three minutes, I'm just going to scribble down no play. No we'll play. S- we'll see I'll, how that goes. Just general no I'll just play. See what, I'll just wing it. I'll antagonise him a little bit for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll confuse then, him. Uh, we've got Marion. Uh, her sister Vivian is in Carolina. Uh, the US, been there 23 years. Again, we have a link-up, we get to see Vivian. No talking allowed at this point, just waving. And you see now, like, which one is it who doesn't? She goes, oh, there's your sister. Do you recognise her? And it's she this goes, one, yeah. She goes, no. No. <laughs> and you almost think, have they got the wrong person? And he's just sort of a bit like, shut up, don't ruin yeah. it. <laughs> and Noel, Noel tells the woman in America that she's a disappointment because yeah. her sister doesn't recognise her. <laughs> yeah, Vivian, you're a disappointment. Vivian, you put on weight. She can't recognise you. <laughs> she says you were much more attractive as, as she remembered it. It's Christmas Day. I thought you'd make an effort, but no. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, and of course, this America, isn't it? So it'll be like six in the morning, probably over there. Is it America or does Noel, in fact, have a, a bunch of actors in the room next door? Fuck. <laughs> Who knows? Imagine Who if that really came knows? out. Uh, Gavin's back. He's following Noel around the studio, so Noel gives him the the prize plane tickets to hang on to for an hour. He says, "Here, keep these for an hour. That's going to keep him occupied. Some plane tickets to look at." But to be fair, there's nothing for Gavin to do. You've got like a four year old kid there in a TV studio, and he's got he hasn't got an iPad, he's got a Rubik's cube, he's got nothing. Of course, he's going to kick off. Um, then we have Yuna. Um, she's come quite a long way. I can't understand where she says she's come from, though, but she's got a brother in Australia, no, Auckland, New Zealand. He's been there for 24 years. And then finally, there is the the, the Welsh man with the Welsh name, uh, Yerian, which Noel struggles to pronounce properly uh, and is a source of re- uh, repeat comedy throughout the programme because <laughs> he's got a funny name. <laughs> Stupid foreign name. <laughs> I know it's Wales, but, yeah, it's still foreign. <laughs> Stupid fucking foreign name that no one can say. Brilliant. We'll get five minutes out of this minimum. <laughs> yeah, five minutes no play. Um, <laughs> he's got a sister called Nesta, who's living in Georgetown, Guyana. And uh, we see her and her family as well. And Noel says, the worst that will happen to you is that you'll be able to speak to her after the show. <laughs> That's the worst. That's the worst thing that could happen to you. Uh, you're not going to get attacked by an animal or anything like that. That's as bad as it'll get. So there's two tickets to be won and four families that are playing for them. But they've got what Noel describes as two fine athletes who are going to be playing the games on the behalf of the families. And we've got Sophie Aldred, who, of mm. course, was uh, Doctor Who's assistant at the time. Yeah, I remember that vividly. Uh, I'd totally forgotten. And then she came on and I thought, oh, yeah, of course, Doctor Who's assistant. I remember was well. Sylvester McCoy assistant, I think, at the time. When yeah, yeah, really I, think I, had, I think I had a heavy crush on her. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, mm. she, she seems quite crushable. Yeah. And uh, for the for the other team, there is uh, Shane Ritchie. Shane Ritchie, who, of course, would <clears throat> later become sort of like a successor to Noel. 
did a lot of these kind of shows for the BBC. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at this stage, I, I'm not sure. He, he's sporting a fucking spectacular mullet. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. Beyond parody, I would say. Yeah. I mean, tipped mullet as well. The, yeah. hair, the colouring is, is beautiful. Yeah, if you imagine it's Pat, Pat Sharp. You think yeah. it's Pat Sharp, but it's gone a yeah. step further. It's like <clears throat> Pat Sharp on steroids. But I, I thought, oh, Shane Ritchie, I didn't know he was famous back then. I think he, I don't know what he was on. Maybe he was doing a bit of kids' TV. He wasn't I really was a, a comedian. He would right, just okay. go on and do, I don't know, like Royal Variety performance. Because he started kind of as a red he'd, coat. He'd appear on Des O'Connor's Tonight Show. Or he started like as a red coat, didn't he? <clears throat> he did, yeah. yeah. Of course, it's pre uh, East Enders era when he became oh, a proper actor. Oh, years before, yeah. So, yeah, it's good to see Shane Ritchie there. Um, and um, Noel, Noel doesn't give him much of a, Noel doesn't give him much of an intro though, does he? He doesn't well, want no, to pick up their role. He, he sees he sees Richie as a threat. I think. Yeah, because he, he goes like this. It. He goes right. Here's who's competing for you. I mean, these people have turned up on Christmas <laughs> Day. I don't know what the. I think the agents have gone. Listen, I know it's Christmas Day, but this is this could be huge for you. This is uh, this is a Noel Edmonds <laughs> format. It could be huge. Yeah. There'll be millions watching. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, but it's Christmas Day. No, don't worry. It's going to be big, and Noel's going to really big you up. You're going to be the celebrity guests, and they go, "Oh, okay, maybe it's worth it." And then he just sort of goes like this: "Here's Sophie, you know, the bird from Doctor Who, and this bloke's called Shane Ritchie, apparently." Right, let's get the game let's going. Let's get on with it. He's had a quick chat with him backstage. He's gone, yeah. "No, listen, Ritchie, stay in your fucking box." Got that. <laughs> this is my show. Your name's not in the title. Mine is. Stay in your fucking box. <laughs> I will fucking end you if you ruin this. I'm fucking telling you. This is my show. This is a big I've opportunity you. for you. Do not exploit it. I've seen you on Cracker Jack. I've seen what you can do. Yes, you're the kind of guy we all like to turn to if you want a bit of spontaneity and fun and ad-libbing. Not on my fucking watch. Not on Christmas Day, Richie. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Jalapeño. Someone told me this, right? I'm not going to name the names, but (laughs) someone told me that she went on a panel show. And one of the comedians, right? It happens. Yeah. Right. One of the comedians who is, you know, a comedian who I like and but he went to her dressing room beforehand. Right. And went, listen, if you fucking try to talk over me, 
if you try and tread on any of my lines, if you try and get a bigger laugh than me, if you if you try to take the piss or not laugh, I'm like, I will fucking finish you on this show. Like swearing and everything. And she just like knock, knock, knock on the door. Opens her dressing room door. Oh, hi, I've come to say hello. No, I haven't fucking come to say hello. I've come to give you fair fucking warning that I will fucking destroy you on television unless you play by my fucking... You're in my fucking house now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have to tell me who that was at the end of this. Yeah, you'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I won't be. (laughs) We'll see. Um, Noel says a weird thing about uh, you have to try very hard because it's Christmas and this show is all about people I don't know what that means but whatever maybe that's another warning to Shane Ritchie I don't know Yeah. don't dick about Ritchie I've seen what you can do this is serious <laughs> there are plane tickets up for grabs here <laughs> you're but a loose so cannon get- Ritchie now ordinarily <laughs> yeah. that's the sort of thing I like but with you, no. And I'll tell you why. Fundamentally, Richie, you're not funny. You're not an entertainer. You're an idiot. You're a clown. <laughs> <laughs> you're a barroom arsehole. That's all you are. <laughs> and that's all I've you'll ever be. I've been doing this for decades. <laughs> <laughs> what underpins... Shane Ritchie, what's behind all the fucking teeth and the and the and the nonsense? I'll tell you, nothing. <laughs> Fuck all. <laughs> Just a bag of warm gas. That's all you are. <laughs> <laughs> Stay You're in your in the lane, big now, dickhead. <laughs> Stay in your lane, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> if you think there's only one tranquilizer gun over there, you're wrong. <laughs> there's one for the kid and there's one for a grown-up. Listen, Richie, I'm fine for you to turn up with your fucking hair and make a fucking giant dong out of yourself which, on Christmas which, which, Day. I, no- I noticed you've had specially done for the occasion. <laughs> I think it might be a pop at me. I'm not sure. <laughs> it might be a power play, but uh, good luck with that. No, my hair remains the most famous hair on British television. <laughs> When it comes to talent, then fucking get little Gavin over there, that fucking mad little kid who I've jacked up on cola cubes, has got more in his fucking little finger than you'll ever have. Just remember that, Richie. That kid's pure. He's raw. You're just a chancer. Focus on trying to cop off with the Doris from Doctor Who. It's more your speed. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got six people stood at the end of the studio where the where the big map is and they've all got different jobs. One of them is a salmon smoker, Ooh. one's a pawnbroker. I thought they were all gonna rhyme at this point. Yeah, at that point it seemed like it was. Then it petered out. Uh, uh like this like the Steve Miller band, the Joker. <laughs> I thought, they thought everything was gonna rhyme. A joker, a salmon smoker, a pawnbroker. Um <laughs> Then we've got a graphologist. I'm a joker. As, I'm a toker. I'm a salmon yeah. smoker. <laughs> I'm a fucking porn broker. <laughs> there's a graphologist. There's a zookeeper. There's a milk person. Yeah, of course you a milk of person, which well, is got- uh, more like sort of politically correct, sort of thing you'd expect people to say now, well, but not in 1988. Yeah, no, it's not because they've got men and women. If he says milkman or milkwoman, it immediately gives away. Uh-huh. The, yeah. the, you know, what it might yeah, be. Yeah, but what so. I'm saying is back then, 
I mean, you know, I was on the milk for a while. I was on the floats with Archie. Yeah. There wasn't any women. There was no milk women. I mean, this would have been a few years before. This would have been four years previous when I was on the floats. Yeah, what, you never seen a milkmaid before? No, only in stories. Yeah, well, where do you think the milk comes from? Before you take it out on the the van. Oh, no, yeah, they milk the cows. Yeah, milkmaids, of course. So he could have said a milkman or a milkmaid. Yeah. I'm just saying, it just sits funny that he keeps saying milk person. I don't know, it doesn't trip off the tongue. I'm not being sexist. You know that thing they have now where they where they don't say man or woman at the end of a job, they just say person. I invented that in 1988. <laughs> People talk about political correctness. Don't make me laugh. I was decades ahead of the curve on this one. I was there at the vanguard. Who was it who debuted the term milk person on Christmas Day 1988? That's yep. right, Lowly Boy. Yours truly. <laughs> so don't Yours come Noli. to me with any of your fucking Me Too nonsense because I am as squeaky clean as they come. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll indulge in uh, badinage and I'll indulge in a uh, little bit of rudeness now and again. But um, underneath, I'm a good guy. Is it sexist? No, it's funny. <laughs> uh, a milk person and a butcher. Hmm. And there's some props that relate to the jobs and uh, Shane and Sophie have one minute to run to them with the props and get them to hold them according to what they think their job is. It's it's pretty good as a concept. It's simple, but, you know, that's all we need on Christmas Day, 11 a.m. It's simple and it's fun. Uh, so they take turns to run across with these props and hand them to the, the people according to what they think their jobs are. And then Noel goes along the line, asks them all what their jobs are. And in each case... They are guessed correctly by either Shane or Sophie. I was astonished by this. Yeah. Because I was trying, I was thinking, would I be able to do this? And I was thinking, no, I could probably spot a butcher. You know, don't you think? If you were given a lineup, you'd always be able to spot the butcher. The the butcher does look like a butcher. He's a young butcher. From my experience, butchers usually look like butchers. No offense. (laughs) And I mean that as a compliment. But butcher, you can spot a butcher, even (laughs) nowadays. Yeah, yeah even got, now they you know what now you spot a butcher look at their hands they yeah. got they got big hands right mm. big sort of sturdy hands and that they grab they fistfuls hands that can just like pick up big fistfuls of mints and yeah, measure yeah. how much when you go I'll have a kilo of mints and they go bang and they get it exactly like right with kilo. their claw yeah. their butcher claw yeah. it looks quite like the claw you know at the arcade yeah yeah uh, or if you're trying to identify what a salmon smoker looks like, mm. do what Noel does and ask him to breathe out. Oh, that's disgusting when he does that. <laughs> it's so horrible, isn't it? And the fella's not even a salmon smoker. I know. Just, uh, uh, but he says he is. Out. He basically, on Christmas Day, on live mm. TV, makes a gag about the guy having bad breath. Yeah. F- worse than bad breath, fishy breath. Fishy breath, salmon yes, breath. Yes, right. It's well, either you're a salmon smoker or you've been sucking cock all night. <laughs> <laughs> Only joking. <laughs> <laughs> Your breath smells like spunk. <laughs> what have you been up to? Don't worry, I'm only joking. <laughs> so, at the end of it, Shane's in the, in the lead three to two. 
but I think they fucked the scores up because I can't read this four to two. But we'll come to that later on. Um, it's live TV. Anything can happen. Then we get a letter from Anne Ogden. She's nominated her son Kit to be on the show. Mm. Uh, he's a brave boy. He's had cancer for four years, um, and Noel goes along and sits to him, sits next to him. And uh, Kit's hobbies. He likes flying. He likes planes and helicopters. Now, this, of course, is fucking catnip for mm. Noel Edmonds, who is the king of the skies. Do you think Noel reverse engineered this, though, mate? Yes, completely. Because uh, yes. he would have said, now, I need a kid with cancer, but not just yeah. any kid. Yeah. I want a kid with cancer who's fascinated by helicopters. Oh, the other way around. I need a kid who's fascinated with helicopters, but not just any kid. He's got they, to have cancer. They have to have cancer. <laughs> or oh, that new one. What's that new one? AIDS. AIDS. That, that as what? well. Kids what don't get AIDS. Oh, well, just make sure they're dying of something, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so Noel gives them a, a, a present to unwrap. And as he's unwrapping it, it it's a helicopter. And Noel says the words, helicopters are good fun. <laughs> <laughs> he is he's straining. Going... He is straining so hard oh, to not yeah. just come out and say, I own a helicopter. But he knows that we know because yeah. he has been boasting about his helicopter ownership for years. Remember, he provided all the yeah. helicopters to Live Aid and that was three yeah. years previous, right? The whole world knows. He was on Live He was all over Live Aid fucking flying people back and forth in the helicopter, right? Yeah. So everyone fucking knows that he's a helicopter owner. And so he's doing it in fun. this sort of wry way, like, yeah, helicopters are good, aren't they? Like he's going to say something like, yeah. I know a thing or two about helicopters, but hey, this isn't about me. This is about you. He just wants to blurt it. He's taking all his energy to not just blurt, I own five helicopters. I think Noel wants to, um, I think Noel wanted to buy the BBC in order to be able to make the series about helicopters and fast cars that the BBC wouldn't let him make. Yeah. He must have pleaded with them to let him make for decades. (laughs) He's right, I'll buy the fucking corporation then. Then I'll stick it on. Well, no, was he was right. No, was the original host of Top Gear, wasn't he? He was. Noel and Angela Rippon. Such a perfect format well. for him in a way, isn't it? I think it could be diveable. Yeah, we should look back on Noel that. There's content as we yeah. go along. Uh, so the kid opens the, the, the present that he's been given, and it's a model helicopter. And Noel says, uh, uh, that's that's a Bell treble too. Uh, the Metropolitan. <laughs> the, the Metropolitan. Don't, don't make out that you fucking just know that off the top of your head. You're the cunt that fucking wrapped it up. I've got someone else to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, he wrap says, this helicopter bell. for the cancer just, kid. Wrap it good. But not too good because he got cancer. Just, just, oh, we don't want him fumbling about with the tape on air. That can not waste valuable moments. He says... Uh, yeah, that's a bell treble too. The uh, the Metropolitan Police use those sort of helicopters. <laughs> he says, have you got one of those? The kid says, uh, no. <laughs> you expect not to say, I, I have. I've got a have. real one. I fucking have. Fly about all over. Sometimes I fly and pretend <laughs> to be police. And sometimes I fly over fucking crime scenes and I shout down to a loud hailer, you are arrested. I am the police. And you see these fucking criminals <laughs> jump out of their skin. And then I just laugh and whiz off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've got two of the cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Checkers take, go out. Me and Checkers go t- out and do dog fighting in them over the Surrey uh, Hills. 
<laughs> I'd take you up in it, but we probably couldn't get the insurance because of the because uh, of the cancer. Yeah, uh, the last thing I need is you dying of cancer on my chopper. <laughs> the insurance nightmare. I don't know what your parents are like. They might seem nice to you now, but let me tell you, when people see a fucking pound sign to be made out of someone like me, they turn into monsters pretty damn quick, kid. <laughs> Be thankful we- that you'll probably be dead before you have a chance to ever become as famous as me. <laughs> no offence. <laughs> anyway, and then we have we have the grip and all player that we were promised earlier. So he gives him the helicopter and then he turns to the camera and he goes, incidentally, in about half an hour, and then turns back to the kid because the kid's face is a little bit, fucking hell, was that it? Is that it? A toy <laughs> helicopter? My mum said yeah. something fucking balmy was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Noel turns to him again. He says, have you ever been in a helicopter? And Kit says, uh, yeah, once. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then says, Noel gets it? a bit fucked off by that. What? He's, yeah. he's oh. going to go, I'm going to fucking kill that producer. I said I specifically <laughs> wanted a kid who'd never been on a helicopter, but did like helicopters and had cancer. you got two out of three, and that's not good <laughs> enough. In Noel's house, it's three out of three, or you show you <laughs> the door. He says, so he says, yeah, once, uh, Noel says, oh, was it a long trip? <laughs> Kid says it was about half an hour. <sighs> and then Noel that says, would you like to go on one again? I've been in a helicopter for two hours once. <laughs> yeah, till the petrol ran out and the land. <laughs> Noel says, would you like to go on one again? He says, Kid says, yeah, he says, uh, yeah, you should if you get the chance, the lot of fun. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. That's twice I've said it. It was worth worth reiterating. Helicopters oh, equal God. fun. Uh, so then he again turns to the camera and ignores the kid. He says, yeah, yeah, as I say, you're coming up in about half an hour. And then back to the kid again. Uh, did you see anything unusual in the car park when you came here this morning? <laughs> yeah, I uh, saw then- a dog uh, trying to fuck a lamppost. No, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid says, no. I and saw more of a Stuart. No, yeah. no, I don't mean that. <laughs> Moira's in? What the fuck's Moira in for? It's Christmas Day. Oh, What's she doing? doing? The news. Yeah. Are we doing a secret show I don't know about? Yeah, oh, yeah, get, the news. Fuck. You get yeah. paid double time doing the news on uh, Christmas Day. Moira's not <laughs> Moira's not stupid. She's always got her eye on a pretty penny. <laughs> so the kid has a slight smile on his face when he says no. He's probably frightened to say, yeah, I saw a helicopter. In case Noel says, yeah, it's fuck all to do with you. <laughs> so... Uh, there is, of course, a helicopter in the car park, if you haven't worked that out already. And Noel says, I think you better come outside with me while we have a look at some, some of Auntie's bloomers. Which to fill some time. Out of context is an unusual sentence for anyone to say to, to a child. Um, but then there's the, they cut to a bit of the Auntie's bloomers thing. and um, Auntie's bloomers are absolutely rubbish. I remember quite yeah. liking Auntie's bloomers, right? She's like, oh, yeah. they've made a mistake. Oh, no. Like that, right? Yeah. But I thought, these are appallingly bad. Like, They're awful, Literally ones. nothing funny happens. They just maybe slightly forget a line, like Thora Heard kind of just yeah. stumbles on a line and says, oh, I'll have to do that again. And then there's loads of canned laughter, as if it's like the funniest yeah. thing that's ever happened. And I thought, it's because in the day of social media and YouTube, we, we've seen, like, the most fucking insane mishaps happening. Like all mm. the time, do you know Someone's what I mean? Got a camera, yeah. but even then, though, if you look at you've been framed or it'll be all right on the night, they had really good stuff because they did. They got clips from America that'll be all right on the mm. night, and it would always be like really funny newsreaders getting swept away by a big wave or something like that. Yeah, I found 
there's a second round later involving animals in which there's one really good clip. But yeah. other than that, I these thought these were poor. Mm. Well, they're all from Last of the Summer Wine, this this, this yeah. first section, for some reason. And that was and, but, and Andy, that was a tightly run show. There were very few mistakes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. made. Yeah, yeah. But um, Andy's Bloomers, the TV show, didn't begin until 1991, so I think Noel has invented the format of yeah. Andy's Bloomers here. It's this a is great. The, he definitely the would have, debut that, of the concept. The name yeah. itself is very Noel, isn't it? Auntie's Bloomers. Yeah. Do you think he was on a residual royalty from every, I own every that. time they made an Auntie's Bloomers? Yeah. Every time anyone even makes a mistake, I get paid. <laughs> yeah. If you make a mistake and you're on the BBC, that's money in Noel's pocket. Yeah, that's 19 quid for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes straight out of their fee as well. Brilliant. <laughs> So, yeah, he promises some Auntie's Bloomers. He creeps off the set with Kit the Cancer Kid towards the car park. And we'll leave it there, I think. We'll have a bit more uh, coming up in a few days. Plenty more to look at on this show. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,